Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, aka the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison. On this very uh, special draft week, if the draft is your thing, you are extremely excited right now or extremely depressed that it just won't come, which I imagine is where my colleague at Marcus underscore Mosher, my internet didn't freeze. Uh, are, are you at that point where you're like, okay, now it's kind of depressing. You're like, let's just get on with it. Yeah, it's a feeling I get like when uh, Christmas is almost there. Like you just, you, you want to savor the next couple of days because you know it's going to be over so fast. And then you got to wait 365 days to, to get to this point again. So silver bell. I need to change that sign to something draft related i'll have to i'll think of something all right well (laughs) well so uh the draft is coming up in a couple of days uh now even if you're more of a casual draft observer which i imagine a lot of football fans are the first night can be pretty exciting and there's a uh kind of a this anticipation of is my team going to get it right it's more of an anxiety. So you may not be someone that evaluates prospects and that kind of thing, but you just are concerned that your team's really going to bungle the draft. So you have that group. You have the group that doesn't care about the draft at all. And I'm not in that group, even though I'm not a draft dick, because, you know, hey, wh- where do you think your players come from? You know, and, and then you have the very, very casual fan that will just check back in. I mean, that is one thing about the yeah. draft. You can kind of leave it on, especially day two and day three. And you can do laundry. You can clean house catch up with a ticker, watch every four or five picks. I think that's one of the coolest things about the draft is it's just on and you could always catch up with it, you know, yeah. uh, if you missed a few picks. I'm trying to – hold on. I'm trying to control the mullet. Um, so we've got that, obviously. Uh, it, you said the Rams came out with a movie. I was not aware of this. <laughs> Go check out their Twitter account. It, it's really good. It's about the draft coming up. It's called The House Always Wins, and it's really, really good. They spent like yeah. $10 million on this two-and-a-half-minute movie they put together. Yeah. It's really funny. For the Rams. Yeah, if L.A. was a football team, do you think that a football town, do you think they'd really be uh, going to all this trouble? Boy, Rams fans get so mad at me when I say that, that L.A. is not a football town. Like, such an old argument, bro. There's Rams fans. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hey, they're at the top of our our rundown here that Courtney built for your neediness. Uh, yeah. So, I just like to roll something back here for a second. Uh, here we go. So, 
this is my life. Okay, guys, I want everyone to know this is my life. You know, I'm just trying to get stuff for my home, you know, stuff for my home. And I, I mean, two days in a row now, I get no respect on my own podcast. You know, first, Marcus calls me. Do I call Marcus back? Of course I do, because I'm not a ghoster. All you people that are out on Bumble and you're out there ghosting, then y'all come to me and you whine, well, she ghosted me or whatever. Don't ghost. So Marcus calls me. I call him back all the time. Uh, that was a Harrison dating hack, by the way. It's been a long time since we had a Harrison dating hack on the show. Yeah, I need some I need some uh, uh, thoroughfare room here, okay? This is no two-lane street, okay? Yeah. So... You know, I told Marcus what I thought was a really good idea for today's podcast, because clearly I'd already thought of it, which means I'd already done some mental work, as we would call it in the biz. And so Marcus is like feeling himself a little bit because he's got friends over. They're watching day three quarterback prospects from South Carolina State. And Marcus is like, yeah, that's fine. That sounds like a great idea. I'll do all the work as usual and uh, I'll send it to Courtney and, you know. And he's clearly showing off for his friends. <laughs> no, I even walked into a yeah. different room so they didn't have to hear yeah. a private conversation. Yeah. yeah. And so I, 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 you know, understand. It's not like I didn't rank the teams the entire football season. I also picked games with having no foreknowledge of the the line. Uh, did pretty well. I mean, I, did pretty well. So somebody must be paying attention somewhere for me. It must be those little minions I have under my chair that do all the work for me. Uh, so... Well, why, anyway, why, why did I get thrown under the bus here? What did I do? Okay. Then I come on the podcast and I just wanted to warn Courtney, our producer, that, hey, you know, there's construction outside, you know, because I think that's the kind of thing a producer would want to know. Right. And Courtney's like, oh, don't worry. I don't hear it. I just hear the usual TV in the background playing Star Trek with this heavy, heavy bag. Of, it was like a Christmas stocking full of bricks, you know, of judgment. Yeah. What's wrong with Star Trek? When, when did Star Trek become not cool? I, I said right, a maybe rhetorical the, question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Uh, you do all the work. I want you to know, well, first of all, I'm going to tell you guys what we're doing today here. So here was my idea. Okay. Every year the draft comes up. And you get all these mock drafts, mock draft, mock draft, mock draft. And it always drives me a little bit nuts, not because I'm not a draft guy, because what websites inevitably do, and Marcus, I want you to tell me if I'm wrong. Do websites not inevitably put like their three biggest draft needs for each team, right? And two of the three are offensive line DB. (laughs) Am I wrong? Yeah, because every team could use an offensive line or a DB, right? Offensive line. Yes. So I think these writers or research departments just literally just put on every team, they have a spreadsheet. They just go, OL, DB, and then they've just got to find a missing third piece and you're done. And they know that most people on the internet are just going to go like, you're a Saints fan. You're going to go check the Saints. You're a Rams fan. Well, there are no Rams fans. You're a 49ers fan. You're going to go check the 49ers. I know I'm coming in hot. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. So what I said to Marcus was, hey, why don't we talk about the one position that no a team no team can afford to screw up in this draft? Because let's be honest, most teams have figured out, most GMs have figured out, most organizations have figured out, you take the best player that's on your board, irrespective of need. And if yep. you're not doing that, you're usually losing. 
There are extreme circumstances. Again, if you're Tampa Bay or you're Buffalo and you're going for the Super Bowl this year and you think I, we've got a 50-50 chance that we can win it, and I think those organizations feel that way, then maybe you do draft for Nate. Uh, have I said anything you disagree with? Uh, first and foremost, good afternoon, Elliot. Uh, no, I'm not letting you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And how's the other thing? <laughs> Uh, no, I think I, I think you nailed it. So we're going to talk about the uh, the one thing they've got to get right. And I really was tempted just to write offensive guard for every single one of these teams because you know how much I love guard play. Uh, but no, we I try to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think you know you've been covering the draft or watching the draft for a long time. I covered it professionally and uh, for. Uh, several years, I had to like really do a deep dive into it because it's not my strength. This is Marcus's strength. It's not mine. Uh, and I can admit that. So I had to work extra hard to, to be viable. Um, but don't you think by now, Marcus, in this football industry that most GMs, personnel departments really are leaning far more towards best player on our board than, Hey guys, we need to go get a guard. Let's do it now. I mean, the good teams, yes, we still see bad teams every year reach on players that they need day one starters at because they believe we've got to have all 22 starting positions filled before we kick off in week one. When we know that's not really how you win, it's no. not the team that has you know just adequate starters everywhere. It's what team has the biggest strength, right? Maybe they're loaded on the defensive line like the Giants were when they won the two Super Bowls. Or maybe they had three really elite receivers like Tampa Bay did with, you know, Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Godwin. That's why I lean, just take the best guy available that you graded at maybe one of your top five positions of need. Cause eventually it's going to work out. The only, <clears throat> this isn't really a point of contention. The only thing I would add to that is I think so often the teams with the best depth win. If you've got yes. more viable players that are on, um, you know, rookie deals, um, then you can have better players on your bench. And Absolutely. when you have better players on your bench, you win when this season's now 17 games. And in this league, it's a battle of attrition. So, uh, but that being said, I do think there's one position for every team. And this is what I told Marcus on the phone before he disrespected me was there is that there's one position on every team that they've just got to get it right. Yeah. Either they've screwed this position up in the draft royally in the past, or they are a contending team that could be a division winning team or get a home playoff game, whatever you want to call it. If they fix a position, um, every team's got that one hole that is a glaring hole based on contract history uh, where they are in the division, and and we think they need to fill it. Um, you did 32 of these, so you got one for each one of these teams. I don't know what you have. Uh, when you were looking at this, what was your main idea for each of these teams? Like when you're thinking, okay, what what's the one spot they can't screw up? Yeah, I mean, I was looking a lot to like future contracts, which guys are going to become free agents after the year, how's the depth, uh, and two, like what kind of players might be available to them, right? Uh, let's. Can we actually just start with the Rams and we'll, we'll kind of get into this? I have one like, thing to say. Go ahead. Since I, since you think I'm like Peter from Office Space and I only do like 15 minutes of real work, <laughs> I debated whether cutting up a salmon in a newspaper at my cubicle or uh, isn't that what he does? Didn't he have a? Didn't he bring a salmon or something? Yes, he did. That? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Or, uh, or I could actually do this the old school way. So as we go to your Rams, I did the old school way. I went to every team's depth chart. I didn't go to catscratchfever.com to see what some Panthers writer said. I did the work myself, which is unheard of these days. Everyone just goes and copies yep. each other's work. Okay, I told you I was coming in hot today. Okay. All right, let's talk about the Rams. Jeez, feisty, just uh, two yeah. days before the draft. Uh, all right, yeah. Rams. Uh, for me, it's safety. I know they've got some other spots that maybe need a little bit more work, but safety is one that almost prevented them from winning the Super Bowl last year. They had to pull Eric Weddle out of retirement to basically be the leader of that defense, right? He played in every snap in the playoffs. Uh, he had the green dot. He was calling plays. They spent a lot of draft resources at that position, and they haven't had a ton to show for it. I think when they're drafting on day three, I think there's some safeties that could provide them some good depth. Plus, Taylor Rapp, a second-round safety that they drafted in 2019. His contract's up after this year. Uh, I think that's a spot they're going to look to, to address. Uh, that's interesting that you say that. That's not where I was expecting you to go. For some reason, I thought you were going to go – I just thought you were going to surprise me and go kicker on this one. I really did. I thought this was yep. one that you you had a little special something. So just so you know, I, I did the same homework. Mm. And while I don't disagree with you on safety, that's not what I had for them. I have offensive line. I have yeah. tackle help. Uh, if Matt Stafford gets goes down, this whole thing is done. And the Rams yep. are in a different position than these other teams. The Rams, the Bills. Chiefs, there's a couple of teams that can legitimately say, yo, we can win the Super Bowl this year. I, I don't disagree. And I, you know, offensive line, they signed uh, Joe Noteboom to a contract. They could really use some guard help. They lost Austin Corbett in free agency. Uh, so I have no problem with that one at all. Okay, Arizona Cardinals, uh, what, what's the one spot they cannot screw up in this draft? Yeah, they've got to find some long-term solutions at offensive guard. They signed Will Hernandez, who has been a disappointment this offseason. Justin Pugh's only been okay. He's older now. They don't have to necessarily drop one in the first round, but they've got to get somebody that they feel good about, you know, maybe starting this year or starting in 2023, because I think both of those guards are among two of the worst starters right now in the NFL. Well, what's the one spot that they lost a lot this year in the offseason? I mean, they lost a lot, a lot of offensive linemen. Dude, I think they've got to put pressure on the other team's quarterback. Yeah. I think yeah. that's where they're really hurting. And I say that because they've got the Super Bowl winner in their division. If they're going to oust the Rams, they've got to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. We saw what happened to the 49ers when Jimmy Garoppolo was under uh, – incredible strain in the fourth quarter of the championship. I think that's where the Cardinals have to go in this draft and they have to get right and relying on JJ Watt, for example, just look, JJ Watt is a hall of fame player, but he's not a hall of fame player anymore. No yep. disrespect. Yep. Um, I think losing Chandler Jones was huge. That, that was mine. Okay. Seattle Seahawks. It's gotta be offensive tackle, right? Dwayne Brown's still a free agent. They lost George Fan in free agency last year. Their starting tackles right now are stone Forsyth. And Jack Curran, uh, Forsyth was a day three pick last year, did not play particularly well. If they want any chance to be a successful offense this year, no matter who's at quarterback, they've got to address that offensive line. Well, they're only, I pulled a Marcus, so you know I hate talking about quarterback, but there are only two teams that I thought I really wanted to put quarterback for. This yep. is one of them. Uh, they, they have to get it right because two things. One, who are you replacing? And yep. two... I remember 
the pre-Russell Wilson days of Seattle. And as much as people want to talk about the Seahawks fan base, yeah, it was great in the 80s. The Kingdome was the loudest stadium in the league. But in the 2000s, we did an exit interview for every th- of all 32 teams, and I had only done 31 of them. Mm-hmm. And my boss at the NFL literally said, don't worry about doing Seattle. And I go, why? <laughs> he goes, no one's going to read it. And oh. sure enough, my Seattle exit interview got 500 reads total like 500 people and like one that I did for, you know, the Raiders got like a hundred thousand. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 I hate to say it, man. The, the, the pre Russell Wilson days were a little bit lean for this group. So, yeah, I, I just, I honestly don't know if they're ready for a French franchise quarterback yet. That offensive line is so bad right now that if you draft somebody or you sign somebody, you could ruin them. I, I, I think I would use that topic they have on the best available offensive tackle. I, I don't disagree, but if they screw the quarterback up, can they lean on Drew Locke and how engaged will that fan base be? And uh, what does it do for the rest of the team? That's why I picked it. Yep, anyway, sure. I, you know me, I normally avoid the I know. quarterback like the plague. So I wanted to try. <laughs> I'm trying turning over a new leaf. San Francisco. Cornerback. Uh, they signed Javarius Ward in free agency this offseason. That's one guy. They still need two other corners because that secondary is the reason why they, in my opinion, they didn't win the Super Bowl last year. When they were in the playoffs, I think that was the best team. The secondary just wasn't good enough. Uh, they need to grab a, at least another starter, if not two, uh, and I expect them to do so. They need two. Uh, this is the exact spot I had. Uh, I'm sure someone out there is like, what about wide receiver? What happens with Debo? Even if they don't have Debo Samuel, the kind of offense this team plays, they can survive. Mm-hmm. They cannot compete in the NFC tournament with the cornerback play they got last year. We saw it in the NFC championship game. It just wasn't going to happen. Okay, Green Bay Packers. It's got to be a receiver, right? I, I really don't know if you can go anywhere else. Their current receivers are Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, and Alan Lazard. That's probably the worst wide receiver core in the NFL right now. And you've spent all this money on Aaron Rodgers. You spent all this money on your defense. You can't afford to miss in this draft at receiver. You can't get a Jalen Rager or a J.J. Arcega-Whiteside or somebody like that. You need to to find a Justin Jefferson. And even that might not be enough to get you over the hump. But you've got to find somebody that can help right now. Boy, I was wondering how deep you were going to go here. You can't get a Troy Williamson. You can't get an R.J. Sauer. You can't. Darius Hayward Bay. You can't get those guys. Peter yeah, Warwick. I, I didn't write Green Bay down, but this is what I had for Green Bay. I think this one was probably the easiest one of all 32 teams. Uh, I didn't even have to think about this. Uh, if, you, if you're aware of what's been going on with Green Bay, obviously, if you've been under a rock. Devontae Adams is now playing for the Las Vegas Raiders. We will get to the Raiders. Uh, still going through the NFC. Let's go to the Detroit Lions. This is an interesting one. Mm. I think you could take this a couple different ways, but I'm curious what you put. Defensive end. They just didn't really have anybody in their front four that put any fear into opposing offenses, right? I I think they're really well coached. I think they play really hard, but they're just lacking that guy that can create consistent pressure on a third and six. Now, I think they're going to have the opportunity to draft one at number two, but they've got to find one because if they can do that, all of a sudden, I think you get, start getting pretty excited about this Detroit defense. Yeah, so I think an impact defensive lineman is absolutely a home run for this team. Uh, you can make the argument at quarterback, obviously, that they can't afford, if they draft Malik Willis at number two, they can't afford to screw that up. Mm-hmm. That's a great argument. 
Uh, I didn't put either of those. I actually put wide receiver here because I thought whether or not, first of all, the wide receiver group was not good for this team last year. And if you are going to draft a quarterback, you've got to have some help outside. And if you're going to properly evaluate Jared Goff, who I don't think was as bad as other people do last year, he needs help outside. So I picked wide receiver, but I like your pick a lot. I thought about it. Honestly, I don't care if it's defensive tackle, defensive end. uh, Somebody that can create pressure. Right. Yes, yeah, someone that can create pressure, make it uncomfortable, uh, draw double teams. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are tough because you look at their roster and it's pretty good. There's no glare, there's no glaring holes in this team. One However, spot. I mean, in my opinion, it's cornerback, and they've spent a million draft picks on the cornerback spot, right? Between yeah. Cam Dantzler and Jeff Gladney and Xavier Rose, and yet it's still a problem. Um, I do like Dantzler a little bit. Patrick Peterson's getting older. They need to find the guy that can match up against the number one receivers in the conference. Let's see. For the guy that doesn't do any work, uh, what did I have there for Minnesota? Can you see that? Uh, let's see. CB. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, corner. It's the only spot I could find. I had the exact same reaction you did. I was like, wow, do the Vikings have like a top five roster in the league? Roster's uh, pretty good. Through it. It's pretty, it may not be top five. Maybe it's an exaggeration. But if you're looking for balance throughout the roster, definitely top five. Uh, they don't have the superstars, Minnesota, no. that other teams yeah. have. That's the difference. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So <laughs> pulling back the curtain here a little bit. I, I was re- working really hard on this list as I was doing it. Yeah. Sitting at the elliptical today at the gym. Yeah. So I was, I was yeah. doing an email to Courtney and yeah, I you forgot the bears. I've got one. <laughs> I, well, I did the work. Hold on. To be okay. fair. When I told Courtney that I forgot the bears, she said, uh, who cares about the bears? So there we go. Throwing Courtney under the bus. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you what I've found for them. I think there's several spots that they need, obviously. (laughs) But the one spot I feel like they can't afford to screw up is a spot that they have screwed up time and time and time again. That is wideout. NFC North is my wideout division. I have this is my main need for Green Bay, Detroit, and Chicago. Uh, They lost Allen Robinson, who you and I both think has been a, a, a very, very good player. If you're going to get like, I know Justin Fields can run, I get it, but they just didn't have the weapons outside at all, Marcus, to to compete. And it's when's the last time, in your opinion, the Bears had a truly big time wide receiver? Allen Robinson was good for them, but he uh, suffered uh, from their quarterback play. I probably would say Brandon Marshall. Okay, and and that's that's a fair one. Because if you say Alshon Jeffrey was hurt all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, that was a go good duo. That was a good duo when they had Brandon yeah. Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey when they were healthy. But yeah, Brandon Marshall had Moosin, some really good years. He did. Moose and Muhammad was better in Carolina. Didn't always have great quarterback play. Marcus Robinson was the last guy I could really remember having a big. Do you remember him? Yeah. Uh, Mar- Marty around. Booker. Oh, I mean, listen, uh, you want to get uh, my former colleague, Curtis Conway, could play some football. Uh, but anyway, it's a spot that they've really needed to get right. Uh, and so that was my pick for the Bears since you were too lazy uh, watching football with your friends. Uh, Carolina. Well, I, I, okay, I offensive tackle for the Bears, by the way, before we move on. That's a, that's a spot that Justin Fields took way too many sacks and hits last Coming year in to hot. protect them. Coming in uh, Carolina, <laughs> Carolina Panthers. I mean, yeah. So feisty. Uh, I am. Same theme. Offensive tackle. Their yeah. offensive line. 
in my opinion, is the worst in the NFL. It's just not very good. Now, they did draft Brady Christensen last year. They gave Cameron Irving a bunch of money. And I still think it's a really bad offensive line. So if you can get a if you can get a tackle at pick number six, or maybe you trade back and get a tackle, but I don't care who's your quarterback, whether it's Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kenny Pickett, none of them are going to be as successful if you have this current offensive line. I mean, Carolina needs so much. I mean, the yeah. the, the the offensive line, the back two layers of the defense are a little bit devoid of impact players. Um wide receiver who can catch the ball regularly. And uh, reliably, I'm talking about a chains mover uh, would be nice. They had a lot of problem with drops last year. But I, this is the other team. It's the only other team I have quarterback for. They did the Deshaun Watson dance. Okay, that didn't work out. Uh, Sam Darnold looks like they misevaluated. The best quarterback they did have wasn't great, but they let him go, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Marcus, if this team is going to draft a quarterback, they have to get it right. They keep screwing this position up. Uh, that to me would make a lot more difference. And it, but I know you don't really want Matt Rule to have a, a rookie uh, project. I, I just, I, there's a couple of situations where there's teams that aren't ready for franchise quarterbacks. Where I think mm-hmm. you could legitimately ruin them before you even get the chance to see if they're a quality player or not. I think Carolina is one of them. I, I still agree. think Sam Darnold is somewhat talented. He's just gone to two horrendous organizations at building the right front in front of him. So I I think if the Panthers go anywhere other than offensive line at number six, it's going to be a, a, just a terrible decision. I agree with you. I know we're spending a little bit long on Carolina, and you guys are probably asking why. Uh, I would be too. Here's the thing. I, I cheated on this one. I'm merely saying – if they spend their pick on a quarterback, this is one team that has to get that right. If yes. they if they do take a quarterback and they screw it up, I think it's far more uh, of a problem than if they drafted a safety and screw it up. Uh, that's that's I, what I was thinking. I don't disagree. If if they screw it up, Matt Rule might be doing this show next year with you. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he could tell me I don't do any work. New Orleans Saints uh, up next. Offensive tackle, because uh, they lost Teron Armstead. The offensive tackles were banged up all season last year, and the offensive line just didn't play very well. Uh, They've got two picks in the first round. Uh, They do not have a first-round pick next year. This is your chance to go get the guy that can protect, whether it's your guy, Trevor Simeon, or your guy, Ian Book, or your guy, Taysom Hill. Man, you like all these Saints quarterbacks. I just came to realize that. Uh, they got to get offensive tackle figured out. Yeah, I so I like this one. I'd forgotten about this uh, because when I was looking at Miami's depth chart, you know, you kind of go into looking at a team with an idea in your head. And I was yep. like, Miami's got to get a tackle. They've got to get a tackle. And I forgot <laughs> that they had signed Teron Armstead. I was like, oh, well, what are the, what are the Saints going to do there? Uh, I went a little creative on this one. It's something we've talked about before. I just put speed down for the Saints. Speed. They yep. need speed on offense. Remember how the we talked about- offense in the NFL right now. Yes, we talked about the Lions. I don't care if it's a, a an edge outside linebacker. I don't care if it's a defensive end with his hand in the dirt. I don't care if it's a defensive tackle, the Lions, the impact player. I don't care uh, where this guy plays the Saints, preferably outside. But if they got a speedy tight end or another speedy running back, I, they just need speed on offense. That's yep. what I have for them. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, this is like Green Bay, extremely easy. Auden Tate, Demir Bird, Zacchaeus, yes. Frank yes. Darby, Chad yes. Hanson, yes. Kaderil Hodge. Um, yeah, that is the worst wide receiver room in the NFL. Go get somebody. Not only that can 
that's a quality receiver, but they can have some speed because that offense really lacks it. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, they need a guy that can move the chains too. They don't have a lot of catches on that that's in that why wide receiver room. Yeah, go get somebody in the draft with speed. Go sign somebody like Jarvis Landry as a one-year rental. And now I know how, how does Jarvis Landry help you build this team back up? He doesn't, but what he gives you is a, a receiver that you can, that, you know, it, whether you draft a quarterback or you have Marcus Mariota, it helps evaluate those guys because with what they have right now, I don't know if any quarterback could be successful. And I actually disagree with you a little bit. I think he can help you build your team for the future because if you draft a wide receiver number one and Jarvis Landry works with them, lets them know some of the nuances of, yeah, you you are building for the future. Of course, not every veteran is built that way, uh, but uh, I think Jarvis Landry is actually a good call. Let's go to uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Again, this is another team that's like Buffalo, uh, you know, like the Rams, a little bit different position here. Who do you have for Tampa Bay? Uh, It's, Offensive guard, but specifically left guard. Uh, but they lost Alex Kappa and Ali Marpet in free agency this year. Ali Marpet to retirement. Uh, they were able to replace him, one of those guys with Shaq Mason. That left guard spot is easily the, the weakest uh, starting position on the roster. And we know Tom Brady, now that he's 44, 45 years old, he can't afford to, to have pressure in his face. So get somebody that can step in right away and play. I, I just don't think they can afford to miss this pick. So th- that that one makes a lot of sense. It's not what I picked. By the way, I picked the same thing as you for Atlanta. Wide receiver was easy. But uh, I picked defensive line here, uh, straight-up defensive line. Um, I think the rest of the Bucks' offensive line could potentially compensate. But when this, de- when this team won the Super Bowl, Devin White and Levante David were able to roam and make plays because yep. that defensive line imposed its will. Have you looked at their defensive line? I mean, yeah, it, it's... it's- now they, so, they've got so at best. They've got some guys they like between Vita Vea and Joe Chayam, but yeah, I mean they lost Jason Pierre-Paul. They still have Shaq Barrett, but they're not a lot of depth at all. Like they cannot afford an injury at all on the defensive line. Right, and here's the other thing: I don't think they need a pass rusher. I think they need a guy that can take on blocks, allow their linebackers to to roam free. I know Vita Vea is a space eater, but I'm talking about on the ends and. I'm not saying this is going to be a first-round pick. I'm saying if you draft a guy in the third round here, he needs to be a guy that can at least contribute, give you yes. 20 plays a game. Um, and again, you might say, well, that's not very sexy. It's Tampa Bay. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. They can't afford an injury on the defensive line. That's why I picked defensive line. Yeah. Your pick might be better than mine on this one. Uh, I just that's, – that's where I gravitated towards. Yep. But I'm biased towards defensive line. So uh, – Dallas Cowboys coming up next. Sticking with offensive guard. Um, yeah. You know, they let Connor Williams leave in free agency to go to, my, to Miami. Uh, they lost Lyle Collins at right tackle. Tyron Smith misses a bunch of games now that he's getting older. You've got to have somebody that's rock solid there to at least keep the middle of the pocket fairly clean for Dak, who's simply just not as athletic as he was earlier in his career. So fortify the middle of your offensive line and uh, this team is led by their, their offense. They've got to have a good offense to be successful. So that's where I expect them to go at 24. Yeah, I have guard for the Cowboys. I agree with everything you just said. So there we go. That was, an, by the way, another really easy one uh, on this list. Uh, New York Giants, a lot of places you could go. Where did you go? Offensive tackle. Uh, their offensive line was one of the worst in the league last year. And if they want to find out this year if Daniel Jones is the franchise guy or not, they got to protect him better. He took far too, too many hits. Uh, he ended up getting injured because he took too many hits. Left side, I think, is going to be okay with Andrew Thomas, but right tackle, guard, is where they need to improve. 
Yeah, I was going to say the only argument I could make with you is you could move to the interior of that line. But I I did agree with you. I put tackle down for the Giants as well for the same reason. How do you evaluate Daniel Jones and not fail him, as John Mara said, if you can't protect him? Uh, staying in the division here, uh, going to the Washington Commanders, what do you got? Noticing a theme here, offensive guard. <laughs> their offensive line, atrocious again last year. And they, and they lost their best offensive lineman in Brandon Sheriff to the Jaguars. Uh, they've got to find somebody that can be a day one starter. And I, whether they draft that guy at number 11 or in the third round, because remember they traded a second round pick for, uh, for Carson Wentz, I think sometime on day two, if you can just get a solid interior offensive lineman, that would help. Uh, so I have guard for Washington as well. They lost Brandon Sheriff to Jacksonville, which you mentioned. Um, so I didn't need to say it again. I don't know why I did, but you've got Carson Wentz, right? The, the the book on Carson Wentz is he can get a little bit skittish with pressure in his face. That's what was happening in Philadelphia at the end there. Granted, they had a lot of injuries on their line, but you get pressure in his face. Late game mistakes. That's not what you want here. I think you do that by getting a guard. And as you said, you don't have to. This doesn't have to be the first round. It's no. just if you're going to spend your draft capital at this spot, you've got to get it right. Uh, okay, Philadelphia Eagles. This was one of the hardest ones for me. Yeah, their, their roster is really good. Um, the spot for me is linebacker. Now, that's a spot they traditionally don't draft in the first round. And I don't think they should draft a first-round linebacker this year because they don't need to. They're going to use their first-round pick probably on a pass rusher or on a receiver or on a cornerback, and that's fine. Find somebody on day two that can run sideline from sideline that's maybe a little under, undersized, uh, that can you know, be a guy that just makes a million tackles for your defense. But I think that's where the Eagles have got to improve their roster. It's just amazing uh, how similar we think on things. So I was going to pick, and you're specifically referring to an off-the-ball linebacker, mm -hmm. not an edge linebacker. That's exactly what I thought for them as well. And I overruled myself because I'm like, Philadelphia doesn't do that. They're not going to do that. So Which they shouldn't. They shouldn't do that in first round. Yeah, right. So I thought, what's the one spot they can't afford to screw up? It's wide receiver because they've screwed it up so much already. Now, Devontae Smith looks like a good player. Mm -hmm. This is another one I kind of cheated on like Carolina. If they're going to draft a wide receiver, they cannot have another failure here, Marcus. They just can't. Uh, when yep. you were naming wide receivers uh, <laughs> uh, for another, I don't forget which team we were doing. You named two Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> right off purpose, the bat. Right. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and there's a million other ones that you could pick too that they busted on. But yeah, it's. I, I just don't think because you have Devonte Smith now that it's as big of a need as it was in the past. So you can wait theoretically until day two and grab a guy that's maybe a I reliable agree. slot receiver, but it's certainly a need. I agree. I just cheated, like I said, a little bit on this one because I was thinking history-wise, how devastating would it be if the Eagles spent one of the, their top first-round pick? I know they have a couple. If they spent their best pick on a wide receiver. And he caught eight balls this year and four balls next year. I'd be, it'd be terrible. So uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Buffalo. We talked about Buffalo earlier. This is a team that thinks that's a real shot at the Super Bowl, which means they might approach the draft a little bit differently in theory. Uh, we talked about this one on the phone. I stuck with Edge. Did you stick with Edge? No. Uh, the reason why they <laughs> weren't in the Super Bowl last year is because they couldn't get a stop on defense when they needed to because their secondary wasn't good enough, right? And they lost Levi Wallace in free agency. Tredavious White is coming back from, I believe it's an ACL injury. Yep. They've got to find somebody who can potentially be a day one starter who could maybe be the number one corner if Tredavious White 
can't stay healthy or can't stay on the field. I I, I think they've got to load up in the secondary. Uh. I don't disagree with you on the secondary at all, but I stuck with edge rusher uh, that, you know, as to date, as of this date, they haven't brought Jerry Hughes back. Uh, he's been a veteran guy. Uh, they signed Von Miller, Von Miller, you know, look, this is what year 11 for him. Uh, I think they're going to need some help in the future. And one thing we talked about on the phone with this is it's not always about 2022, although with the bills, I'd like to see them get somebody that could contribute so they can win a Super Bowl. But if they could get a guy, that could get them five sacks this year, Marcus, and just get them some reps and get, yes. I mean, and get them some good quality pass rushes, some pressures, and then turn into a star down the road. Great. Great. I just think they need a little bit more there uh, to but compete could, in the AFC against those did, quarterbacks. They did draft Gregory Rousseau last year in the first round. Yep. And I think he's going to be a really good player. He did I pretty well. I don't know about the other guys between Boogie Basham and AJ Epinesa. I think they need more athleticism at the defensive end. So, Second round, third round, if you can find one of these guys that, you know, can run in the four fives and can touch his toes by standing straight up, right? Like somebody that's just long and athletic, get somebody like that. Hey, and kind of do the point on Jarvis Landry. If you do get an edge rusher, Von Miller, what better guy to learn from? Yes. You know, so, uh, okay, uh, let's go down to, what do we got next? Miami, Miami. what do we do? Miami. Yep, we're at Miami. Uh, Offensive guard. Their interior offensive line was atrocious last year. Now, they got Connor Williams. That should be an upgrade. I don't love Robert Hunt at right guard. They also could use a right tackle. Liam Eichenberg played right tackle there last year, struggled a little bit. Somebody, again, on day two that could come in and maybe doesn't even have to start. Maybe that somebody could just be part of a rotation and in 2023 is your starter. They don't have a ton of picks because of the Jalen Waddle trade last year, because of the Tyreek Hill trade. But get a developmental offensive lineman that you feel good about, maybe by the end of the season. Look at this. I want you to see this. Can you read that? It's offensive guard. Interior lineman. Yep. That's what I put. Same thing you said at the top. I, I'm thinking the right, uh, the same way you are. And, and uh, look, they, they just can't compete until their offensive line plays better. There's just no other way to put it. So there we go. Uh, New England Patriots, this one was easy, easy mm. for me. It was easy for me as well. I thought New England looked so slow on defense last year against the Bills in the playoff game. Oh. I mean, the, 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 they were unbelievably slow. Dante Hightower is a free agent. Jaywan Bentley is not a speedy linebacker at all. They need somebody that's 228 pounds that can run in the four fives and just make plays sideline to sideline. Now, they've got some guys they like. They use Kyle Duggar in that way a little bit. But I'm talking about a true off-the-ball linebacker that you never have to take off the field. Yeah, I, I, I think that's great. Uh, this is one that was easy for me because I told you I used a little bit of history here. I, I thought, okay, what position groups have certain teams just not gotten right? Wide receiver yeah. has been such yeah. an issue for this team. Uh, they have missed on several picks here. They cannot afford to spend uh, their top pick on a wide receiver and have that guy not contribute. That's they why just, I don't think they're yeah. going to do it. That's why I don't think they're going to yeah. draft on there, to be honest. That's fair. That's right for Devontae Parker, right? They still are paying big money to Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. They've got Jacoby Myers. I just think they're going to avoid doing it. I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying if they do, they can't screw it up. Just yeah. like just like the Eagles yeah. on that front. Okay, uh, New York Jets. Another one that I could have gone several directions. I wonder if you went where I did. Who's the last really good edge rusher for the Jets? That's where I went. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Douglas? No. Jonathan Abram? John, uh, John Abraham. 
Abraham. John Abraham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, they have missed on in this area. And, and they paid a ton for Carl Lawson last year, and he tears his Achilles in training camp. Like they just have awful luck. And they've got two first round picks. They've got to find a Pro Bowl level pass rush. They have to. Didn't they draft Calvin Pace? That was one that didn't Vernon, work out. Vernon right? Golston. Vernon Golston. I was just looking up. I thought yeah. they got Vernon Golston in the draft. Yeah, man. I'm with you. That's what I put for this team. I you look, this team has got a lot more weaknesses than just edge rusher. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't think they could afford to miss on that spot uh and with a high level pick. Uh Baltimore Ravens cornerback. Uh that was a big problem for them last year between injuries. You know, Jimmy Smith was hurt all year. Marcus Peters was out for the year. Marlon Humphrey ended up be, uh, missing most of the season. They got really old at that position very quickly. They, they didn't have any depth. They don't need to find necessarily a guy in round one, but they got to find somebody that can eventually uh, take over. Maybe Marcus Peters, maybe a slot guy that guy that cut Tavon young corners, a big spot for them. You know, I, um, I thought about corner. Really, this is goes hand in hand with corner. I picked edge. Uh, these guys, these positions are linked. They missed on the uh, Zadarius Smith sweepstakes, mm. Minnesota sweepstakes. Minnesota got him. And also, look at the quarterback play in that division now. Yep. You've got Joe Burrow, who's become an absolute star. Okay, you've got a new quarterback in Cleveland who can play, and then Pittsburgh. Whether you like him or not, has an upgrade at quarterback. I, I think I you either. You either have to go corner or you have to go edge uh, with this team. I went edge simply because they thought they had it fixed and they didn't. And, uh, and here's the thing with Baltimore, too. is like if they're going to win in the AFC, they're going to have to beat Mahomes and Herbert and Josh Allen. You either better be able to get to those guys or be able to cover his receivers, right? Uh, they've, yeah. they've, got to, they've got to fix the defense. By the way, that was not a mistake right there, if everyone caught that, that Marcus went Herbert second. That was not a mistake. I do love him. He is, yeah, he's crazy bullish on the Chargers this year. Crazy bullish. Okay, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Defensive tackle. I know a lot of people are going to say offensive line, but one of the reasons why this, the Bengals were so good in the playoffs is because their defensive line could get pressure with their front four. Like, they they harassed Patrick Mahomes in the championship game just with their front four, and sometimes even with their front three. Uh, Larry Obenjoye uh, is a free agent. He signed initially with the Bears, but failed his medical. Doesn't seem like he's going to be back. They need one of these guys that can be up the field, quick, get after the quarterback. I think it's a it's a spot that they've got to address. Maybe not in the first round, but they've got to find a rotational guy sometime on day two. I had the same position. Uh, defensive tackle, I'm right there with you. I, I literally thought, man, if only they could go back in time and take Geno Atkins <laughs> and put him, put prime Geno Atkins on with this team, and they're winning the Super Bowl, man. Oh. Uh, and look at the running backs in that division. All these teams uh, run the ball. Uh, I'm, I'm including Lamar Jackson in that uh, yeah. with Baltimore. Obviously, Cleveland's got Nick Chubb. You could say he's the best running back in the league. I wouldn't necessarily argue with you, uh, certainly in the discussion. And Najee Harris maybe being used as more than just a five-yard out uh, pass catcher, actually five yard out, more like five yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Say that would have been a great throw by Ben last yeah. year. But you know that kid played hard 
for yeah, uh, Pittsburgh last year. There's good runners in this division, so it's more than just getting pressure up the middle from a pass rush standpoint. It's stopping the run in the AFC North as well. Uh, speaking of stopping the run, we'll go to Cleveland. They run the ball a lot, but I don't think that's where you're going. No, it's defensive tackle. No team in the NFL has worse defensive tackle depth than the Browns right now. They they don't need a star there. They don't need Aaron Donald, but what they could really use is just a big one technique that can occupy some blocks. And I think they can find that day two, day three. If that's all you need, uh, they're fine. But if they miss on that, they're going to be in trouble because their run defense by the end of the year was awful. If you remember the week 17 game against Pittsburgh, Najee Harris ran right through them. They had a couple other games this season where, man, they just couldn't get a stop on the ground at all. They've got to fix that position. I can only think of one team that has much trouble stopping the run as they did, and it's the same team you're super high on for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, So I picked wide receiver for Cleveland. Uh, Again, I want a little bit of history here. I just felt like they can't afford to screw this up. The OBJ thing was really weird. Goes to the Rams and looks like a star. Didn't bring Jarvis Landry back. If you look at the position group, it's not strong. If you're going to spend all that guaranteed money on a quarterback, you better give them some guys to throw the ball to. And it is strictly, I think it's below average. If you include tight end, yeah. uh, th- this has got to be a bottom group in the league. And the Browns fancy themselves a, a playoff team. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. One position that the Steelers have not been good at drafting over the last two decades is cornerback. And mm. they're... Just they don't seem like they want to spend a lot of money in free agency. They got Levi Wallace on a cheap deal. They brought Akello Witherspoon back on the cheap a cheap deal. Joe Hayden is a free agent, not coming back. They've got to get a long-term solution here. It seems like over the last couple of years, they've been just trying to get by with veteran free agents, with Steven Nelson and Hayden. They lost Mike Hilton in free agency. I'd like to see them draft somebody on day two that can be a more than band-aid solution. And look at their division, the quarterback play, uh, the, the quarterbacks are going up against. Uh, look at the conference, the quarterbacks are going up. I actually went tackle slash offensive line because I just want Pittsburgh to get a quality offensive lineman in there that sure. can win battles from day one because their yeah. offensive line play was terrible last year. And their year. tackles are still bad, and they brought both <laughs> of them back. They actually paid their right tackle, Chooks Akor, for 10 million a year this offseason, which is mind blowing to me. Yeah. So I put tackle slash offensive line because, you know, we'll see how James Daniels works out. He came over from the Bears. That was their Fine. kind of their big free agent move. But I think the Steelers need help all along the line and they can't afford to screw that up. And you don't want Mitch Trubisky running for his life. I think he's going to be improvement, but the guy has had a hard time in the NFL uh, thus far. Don't have him running for his life. Houston Texans. Uh, I'm just going to tell you for this one, I picked a position that I didn't pick for any other team. This is the only team I picked this position. Mm. Well, I picked edge rusher because their edge rushers right now are atrocious. Uh, it's it's a bunch of guys that were on practice squads last year. They need somebody that can be the, the alpha on their defensive line because they yep. just don't have it. Yep. I don't disagree with that at all. I thought about that, but I wanted to include this position. And I thought for this one team, it made a lot of sense. Do we want Davis Mills? I say we. Do you, do you want? Do you think the Texans want Davis Mills throwing the ball forty times a game? No, no. But they want to evaluate him. Have you seen their running backs? I mean, they're they're relying on Marlon Mack, who came back from a major injury. Um, Rex Burkhead, Royce Freeman. Rex Burke, yeah, I. You know, this is one team. Um, who is the kid from? Was it Iowa that you guys like so much? Uh, was it Brees Hall? What, 
Greasall um, from Iowa State. Yep. Iowa State. That's it. Uh, why not him, Marcus? Why not get a guy? Can you get him in the second round? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just don't know if you're a rebuilding team, if you should spend a high draft pick on a running back. But I think if you get into the third round, oh, that makes a ton of sense, right? Somebody that you can, yeah, take a little bit of the pressure off of Davis. So what Mills. if a guy like that drops? Uh, what if Brees Hall drops to the end of the second round? Do you trade up to get him? Uh, yeah, I think that's a fine pick. How about tight end? Tight end's another one. What if you could get them just a reliable pass catcher that can get open on third and four? If you tell me that young quarterbacks like uh, a tight end, I'm going to scream. No, because that's technically not true. So I will never <laughs> say that. Yeah, and you and you pounded into my head, you and Chad, uh, that this is not the draft to be going and getting your tight end. Not that's early. Why I went, not early, I went, though. Yeah. That's why I went RB here. So uh, okay. only team I did that with. Okay, Indianapolis Colts, Marlon Mack's <laughs> former team. Offensive tackle. I mean, yep. Matt Ryan is a statue. I mean, he was a statue before. He's even more yep. so now. Uh, they've got to protect him. And if they can't protect him, it's pointless to trade for him, right? You you might as well have gotten somebody who's a little bit more athletic, like uh, Mitch Trubisky or Marcus Mariota. So, yeah, they, they can't afford to mess up the left tackle spot. This was easy. Super one of the easiest ones on the list. I had tackle as well. Let's go to Jacksonville. Tackle. Yeah. Uh, defensive end. I, li- I like Josh Allen. I'm not going to make the corny joke that you hate about Josh Allen sacking Josh Allen. Uh but they need, they need somebody that can take pressure off of him, that can be a really good run defender, that they can move around and cause some mismatches on. They, they just don't have that guy in the front seven that makes teams nervous. This is literally the only place you'll hear the Bucks compared to the Jags. But yes. it's a very similar situation. I don't think they need a 10-sack guy. They need a guy that can hold down the fort. I, so I'm right there with you. This, I had the exact same thing. Hold down the fort on the edge. Mm-hmm. Take on the run. Take on two blockers. If you get five and a half sacks out of the guy, hey, great, great. But you're not looking for a 12-sack guy that's thinking about rushing the passer and the draw play goes right in behind him for 20 yards. That's not what you need here. Uh, also, none of their starters on the defensive line, if you if you think of classic defensive linemen, are their draft picks. Right. You know, like get, right. get get your own guy in there. Start developing some of your own homegrown talent uh, right there up front. I'm not including Josh Allen in that. I think he was a number one pick in 19. Is that right? Jo- 18. Or so no, 18? Josh. Okay. Which Josh Allen are you talking about? Josh Allen the for the Jags. He was their draft pick in 19. Oh, you're being it. All right. I, I totally <laughs> fell hook line. Right. I fell for that like you did my uh, trade that I told you about yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago. All right. Tennessee Titans. Offensive tackle. I mean, they've spent a ton of resources on this, and they've missed, right? Isaiah Wilson, one of the biggest draft busts over the last couple of years. Uh, that right tackle spot has been a just a big weakness for them. They've got to get it right because this team relies so much on their offensive line just bullying other teams. I, I almost don't see any way they, can't, they draft anything other than an offensive tackle in the first two rounds. I put guard uh because they run the football so much but i'd be fine if they took the best offensive lineman on their board if he's available take him uh that that's simple um and they can't afford to screw it up because you're right i mean that guy washed out after one year right how often do you see a first round pick gone after a year i think he played like 56 snaps for them before they cut him that's that is and then they traded him to the Dolphins, and he got cut before he even had a practice. And then he went to Miami and got cut before he had a practice. I mean, people talk about Jamarcus Russell. 
you know, or, or Albert Hainsworth signing with Washington. I mean, that, uh, I feel like that's like, I don't feel like even people know about that. That's, no. it's, it's insane to draft a tackle uh, with a first round pick and have them play 50 something snaps. That's not even a full game for some offenses. It's that's pretty rare. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the Broncos. This one wasn't that hard for me. Uh, by the way, it was three snaps for Isaiah Wilson in his career already out of the NFL. Three snaps. Uh, Broncos off the ball linebacker. Uh, I liked, I really liked the front four now that they got Randy Gregory, they got Bradley Chubb. I really liked yep. the secondary. I like Josie Jewell too, who played well before he got injured, but they really need that athletic weak side linebacker. And I know they don't have a first round pick, but that's okay. I think they can find it. I think that's the only thing they're missing on their defense f- from uh, that's stopping them from becoming an elite unit. You know, I I went a little different. I went creative here, uh, kind of like I did speed for the Saints. I just did right side of the line, including blocking tight end. Sure. We can't rely – I say wait. The Broncos can't rely on Russell Wilson being 2014 Russell Wilson running for 800 yards. That's not the guy. I still think this team needs to run the football. And, you know, we always talk about blindside protection – uh, you know, protection on the front side isn't good either, especially no. if it's in, in his face. I thought offensive line was kind of, uh, I know a lot of uh, was made about the receiver group being banged up last year, Von Miller getting dealt, but I actually thought the offensive line didn't play that great uh, for the Broncos last year, Marcus. I don't know yeah, how you felt about that. It wasn't good. Yeah, so that's what I had for them. Let's go to Kansas City. Cornerback. Uh, they lost Javarius Ward. They really didn't do anything in free agency to upgrade that spot. You are in a division with the, the best one through four at quarterback ever. You're at a conference that's loaded with quarterbacks. You lost to Joe Burrow last year. Uh, you lost to Josh Allen. You've got to find not one, not two, probably three cornerbacks, quoting LeBron James there. Uh, corner's the biggest spot. Yeah, so again, I'm look, edge rush and corners are married. They're married. Mm-hmm. You, you can have good corners. You don't have good pressure. I, you know, relying on Frank Clark to be that guy. And it really, it's been having Chris Jones inside really makes all the difference. Uh, now, when they got Melvin Gordon last year, that helped out a lot. Marcus, mm-hmm. I think if they were able to get a great pass rusher in this draft, oh, man, it would help yep. so much. And, I, and I, I agree with you on corner. I was just thinking you want to make life uncomfortable for the quarterbacks in the AFC West. You've got to. I mean, look at the quarterbacks in their division. I I, I, I just don't I know. They don't have anybody to match up against Devontae Adams or match up against Mike Williams down the field. It's I, I don't know. I think they're in a lot of troubles. That's why you get Justin Herbert on the ground. <laughs> That's why you get Derek Carr on the ground. But look, like it's same with Baltimore, right? It's that those two spots are married in my mind, and they always sure. will be. Uh, let's go to the Raiders. I had a non-sexy pick here. Yeah, the Raiders, um, they did a lot this offseason to really improve their roster. There's a couple holes. I think corner, they could use some depth. I think defensive tackle, they could use some depth. But they're going to swing or, sw- sim- or sw- sink or swim with their offensive line, and it's just not yeah. very good. And they have Brandon Parker at right tackle right now, Alex Leatherwood. They just need to find somebody that can be like their sixth offensive lineman to start the season that can hopefully earn some snaps. Yeah, I, I think this is good. This is what I did for, you know, with Pittsburgh. I did basically what you did here, tackle slash offensive line. I put guard for the Raiders, sure. but actually thinking about it, I think you're probably right. I probably should have gone tackle. Either, 
Either way, though, because if they can find a guard, maybe they move Alex Hillerwood back out to right tackle. They can give him more help. They just got to find another starter is what they really need to find on the offensive line. If any of y'all out there listening ever wonder, like, do the podcast hosts know when their podcast is good or when it gets boring? I want y'all all to know that I was aware right there that Marcus and I spent 28 seconds talking about guard or tackle for the Raiders. We apologize sincerely. Uh, Chargers. Uh, offensive tackle. Storm Norton played the entire season at right tackle for them and was bad. I, <laughs> Herbert is one of these quarterbacks where I feel like if you can protect him, he is going to carve you up. And I felt that way about a, a few other quarterbacks you know, early on in their careers. Aaron Rodgers is one of them. Drew Brees. There's some of these guys where if you just give them not great protection, but adequate protection – you're going to be a Super Bowl contender. And I think the Chargers are one offensive lineman away from, I think, having an MVP at quarterback. You know, the so I have right tackle as well. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I only did it because I knew that you would be right if I tried to argue it. <laughs> I'm just so tired of this guy being picked on. But if you watch the final game of the year where Max Crosby just ate him alive, and I know Max Crosby's great. Yeah, yeah, it, it just it really impacted the game uh, and impacted what the Chargers wanted to do. When you were talking about Cleveland having the worst defensive tackle group and not being able to stop the run, I did kind of want to say, "Hey, the Chargers say hello." Uh, but it's pretty uh, bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they had a lot of trouble here. Their best run defender was uh, uh, an older defensive tackle that that uh, was a free agent, and so I. I could make that argument, but here's the thing. If you give up some running plays, that's one thing. If your quarterback uh, goes down for any period of time and he's this no caliber chance. of player, no chance. You can't have it. That's why right tackle is the right answer here. Uh, good job, my friend. Do you want to talk about the Bears again? They're at the bottom of the run. No, now. we're good. Uh, I do want to sure? say just a general theme here, yeah. as you're seeing, is most teams need offensive linemen, right? And it's mm -hmm. why you're going to see a lot of these offensive linemen get pushed up. Even though they're not the best players available, teams know that you've got to have these guys. And there's just only, only so many in the draft that ever become average starters. So if you can find guys first round, second round, that you even feel halfway good about, they're going to get drafted high. Yeah, I had guard, you know, several times. I'm trying to look, count how many times I wrote guard down. Uh, had a lot of edge rush, and I surprisingly had more wide receivers than just about any other position group. But some of that, again, was because some of these teams, like Philadelphia, uh, has screwed up that spot so much. Uh, are you uh, another one? Are you proud of me that I didn't put a single quarterback on my list? I thought you would because of our conversations about it. Uh, I would say the easiest team on the entire group was Green Bay. I just didn't even have to yeah. think about it. No. Um, no. And I guess you could say ditto Atlanta. A couple of these teams were challenging. Uh, like I think we said this earlier, Minnesota might have been the most challenging one for me to figure out, okay, what can they not afford to screw up? Maybe Minnesota is one of those teams that really can go into the draft and just say, we don't care. We're taking the best player on the board. We'll make it work. And, uh, and we'll see. And maybe this is a, a good little betting tip <laughs> here me. that we love. We love Minnesota's roster. They've got a bunch of draft picks. You know, if they can just sit at their picks and take the best players available and build their depth, maybe that's a team that could be sneaky good next year with the new coach. Yeah, that doesn't work in dynasty fantasy drafts. So having a consistently good roster, you need two big studs for sure. You uh, if you're going to do that. All right. But as always, I give you the final word. So what have you 
got for us. Yeah, this is the, our last episode uh, before the NFL draft. We're going to do a quick little show on Friday, just recapping uh, kind of the big things that happened after the draft. But this is a weird draft for me, Elliot, for a couple of reasons. The top of this draft isn't super great, but the back half is. And I think this is a draft where the, the last 12, 14 picks of the first round are going to be way more exciting to me because hmm. you have so many teams that are in win-now windows like Kansas City and Green Bay, and I, I, they've got multiple first-round picks. Buffalo is in that same window. How aggressive are those teams going to be and going to get their guys? I think once we get past pick 13, 14, this, when this draft is really going to be a lot of fun. You know, now I gave you the last word, but now I'm going to say something off of that. You guys, so having Chad on, by the way, we, we, uh, we're not going to have Chad on this Thursday because obviously it's a draft. We will not have a podcast on Thursday, but having Chad on really, uh, just made me rethink a lot of this along with yourself. I really want to know if the Lions are going to take Malik Willis. Like I, I, so when you're talking about the back half being more exciting, I just want to know if they're going to take him or not because, uh, I don't know. I think it's exciting and, Dare I say I'm I'm pulling for the Lions a little bit this year, Marcus? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, I, the Lions are going to be our NFC team this year. We we've already decided the Chargers are our AFC team. Uh, let, let's let's go with the with Detroit in the NFC. I don't know how I feel about the all gray look. It's okay. Occasionally, it's okay. I wish they just wear their Thanksgiving uniforms all the time. To be oh, honest. I know, I know, man. It's the best opinion you've it ever is. had on this. Oh, show. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, he is at Marcus underscore Mosher. That's yes, we can cue the music, Courtney. I'm actually shutting up now. Uh, you can catch him. <laughs> you can catch him on Locked On Cowboys, uh, where he's the host of one of the most, if not the most successful Cowboys podcast there is. He also covers the Raiders for USA Today. I am at Harrison NFL. That's my handle on Twitter. And uh, listen, guys, we really appreciate the reviews. We appreciate you guys listening. And I hope you enjoyed our heavy draft shows the last few weeks. Hope you learned something. Uh, this I did. It's a little different for me. So everyone take care. Courtney, Herbert, Eric at Brinks. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit